Carolina Weather Group, and uh, we're going to have tonight's open mic night. That means we're taking your questions, your comments, concerns. We're talking about South Carolina weather. We're going to check in with the panel in just a second. Scotty Powell may be checking in. He's on the road, so uh, he normally does the honors of opening the show and uh, normally reminds you which number show this is. It is uh, Wednesday, August the 1st, and this is show number 84,360. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's my place in line for Hamilton tickets here in Charlotte. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun today, let me tell you. Uh, matter of fact, I will use that opportunity when we come around to talk about Charlotte weather, to talk about how it almost, almost was the reason I didn't get uh, Hamilton tickets. Not, of course, the reason why. But uh, as you are joining us live tonight on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube or listening to this podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or TuneIn, uh, you'll probably know that on this Wednesday evening, we got lots of rain across the Carolinas, especially across the Piedmont, upstate South Carolina, the foothills, the mountains. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that because we do have some flash flood warnings that are scrolling at the side of your screen. So we'll let you know all about those coming up. But first, let's check in with our panel. And we'll go north to south. We'll start actually in good old New Jersey. Peter is back with us. Long time no see, friend. How are you? I am doing good. How are you all tonight? <laughs> Wet? <laughs> yeah. Is it nice and dry up there? Yeah, uh, well, for right now it is. But uh, we've been kind of getting the same weather you guys have been getting down there in the south where it's been uh, raining off and on and uh, just miserable up here and hot and humid as well. Uh, let me show you a little screen share here if I can get it up. Hopefully it'll work. Uh, so this is our month of July that just passed, obviously. And uh, all the amounts of rain we had each day. And uh, there was 13 measurable rain days in Philly out of the 31 days. So it was, uh, you know, it wasn't the wettest month. Uh, it was only about... A little over three inches, but uh, that's below normal still. But uh, we just had a lot of days of um, off and on rain where you'd be like driving down a highway and it's sunny and then the next mile it's pouring and then it goes back sunny again. So that's kind of the way it's been since last weekend, two weekends ago. And uh, this week it's been pretty much the same. So we're going to be uh, drying out a bit, I guess, this weekend. Uh, and then next week's not looking too, too bad, but uh Hopefully we can kick this rain out of here. It's kind of getting a little annoying. So I know how you feel. It's like deja vu here in Charlotte. It rained the beginning of last week. It rained again today. It is currently raining outside as we take a live look uh, near Uptown uh, from this USGS camera. It's dark, but trust me, it is it is raining. Uh, continuing our tour around the panel from north to south, I think that makes it uh, my turn. So as I alluded to, I was in line. 84,000th was my starting position for tickets to see Hamilton here in Charlotte and the big touring coming through in October. I didn't get any tickets. <laughs> Not surprising, but as luck would have it, about three minutes before it was my turn for tickets, because the little countdown thing's going and it's ticking and it's ticking and it's ticking, uh, you know, it tells you you're about three minutes away. The power goes out because if you are a frequent oh. viewer of this show, you know that every time it rains, our backyard gets soaked and the power goes out. So I got back in line just in time to get back into the portal. And it was like, congratulations, it's your turn. All the shows are sold out. So I was like, thanks. Yeah, thanks. congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so <laughs> glad I waited in line. Fantastic. Uh, Chris Jackson uh, had a little bit of luck of his own. I know he went storm chasing today. Hopefully your day was better than my Hamilton tickets, Chris. 
Yeah, it was a pretty good day. Uh, I left out of uh, Columbia here a few hours ago, went down to uh, Barnwell, caught a nice little storm in Barnwell right before it uh, started to weaken just a little bit. Got some great pictures. Uh, literally just got home about five, five ten minutes ago and uh, got signed in here. And uh, going to go through these pictures while we get through the broadcast and then hopefully and share a few. Uh, fantastic. We are looking forward to seeing those and uh, glad to have you, of course, back on uh, as a regular reoccurring uh, panelist here at the Carolina Weather Group. It was another day where we were like, yes, Chris is on board. He's out chasing. We'll see what he finds. <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's go down to Charleston, South Carolina. I don't know between Shay and Jared, who's further north? <laughs> Shay is. I Shay think. is. Okay, Shay, you're up, my friend. Okay, yeah, we've had uh, quite uh, quite a lot of rainfall here in the last several days because of um, a couple of features here. Let me go ahead and share a screen, give you an idea of what's going on here in the southeast for pretty much uh, everybody. And uh, what we have here, this is a loop from GR Earth uh, showing the 10-meter winds, just arrows. Uh, high pressure, Bermuda high pressure out here. You can see the central high pressure over Bermuda. Uh, and you can see the southerly flow right into the coastline, and it continues right into the Gulf. What we have is cold fronts that have been just dropping down to the southeast region, one after the other, installing because of the strength of the Bermuda High holding these fronts inland. So when you have a succession of fronts dropping in, it's called frontalysis when they slowly fizzle away. But what it does is it creates a moisture train up from the Gulf of Mexico, and that's what's happening now. So southern Appalachians all the way up through West Virginia, uh, we're, we're talking lots of rain over the next few days, at least through Friday. We may get some drier pattern coming in by Saturday, Sunday, but at least for today, tomorrow, and Friday, uh, very, very wet pattern, several inches of rain, flash flood watches and warnings I'm sure will be issued soon, if not already have been issued. Uh, so keep, keep up with your national weather service, uh, local national weather service for those. And, um, uh, that'll be it for the, the Southeast region. So that's basically a blocking pattern in the Atlantic. That's what's going on. Uh, as far as the tropics, if you want to come back to the tropics, Jared, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I get the same question every day. Is it ever going to stop raining? And my answer is, is that yes, one day it will stop raining. The sun will expand and it's all of the earth. And on that day, it will stop raining. Um, but until then, um, yes, it's going to back off a little bit. We're going to, you know, we're going to get, it's going to be okay, y'all. I mean, it's just, just the way it is. Shay will have all the numbers on that in a second. I wanted to show the uh, water vapor image. Um, Quite an impressive plume of moisture. This is the Go 16. This is Channel 9. This is the mid-level water vapor. And a couple features that you can notice here as I put this into motion, um, get it on the loop there. And you'll see that we've got a little truffiness, a nice big old Bermuda high. And that, that guy's been wobbling. That guy, that guy is going to – he's going to reassert himself a little bit and shunt some of this – deeper moisture to the west for a couple days and it's going to be really nice it's it's going to be like oh wow we're going to get normal um we're going to get normal weather it'll be in the 90s with scattered showers and thunderstorms on the sea breeze i can at least handle that i can't handle the 5 a.m wake-ups anymore it's just it, it's uh, driving me batty but um but i mean this is a uh, you know i mean this that, that's a really impressive plume of gulf moisture i mean that's things stretching all the way into canada um that's in this uh, very highly annoying blocking pattern. So, uh, so yeah, it will stop raining. It's just uh, we just need to we just need this uh, Bermuda high to assert himself a little bit more. You know, we're working on the assertiveness training with him, and uh, once that happens, then it will be uh, it, it'll be nice. But in the meantime, um, keep the rain gear close. Turn around, don't drown. Um, any other uh, any other good uh, rhymes? My iPhone has started to uh, actually autocomplete them for me, which is great. Uh, 
So uh, I think my iPhone is going to be the next Weather Radio Nation ambassador. But you texting anyway. a lot of people, turn around, don't drown. <laughs> Uh, pretty much. So that's just the way it is these days. So, but uh, anyway, uh, James, I'm going to send it back Thanks. to you. I think we're uh, throwing it north. Yeah, we're going to go north here in just a second. I'm going to give David Reese a little bit of a segue first by popping up our current uh, radar here for North Carolina and South Carolina, showing you all that rain is again. A little bit hard to see because it's green on top of green, but I want to let folks know if you're watching along that North Carolina, Virginia border here, this is just to the north of Winston-Salem. Uh, we have those flash flood warnings that went out just a short time ago because of the uh, persistent rain we're seeing there and the rainfall accumulations. But even if you're not watching uh, from in those particular counties, um, all of these counties now highlighted in green, these are flash flood watches because more rain is in the forecast for tonight through tomorrow. Uh, so we're still going to be dealing with this flood threat. Uh, not too many severe thunderstorms today. We did get one or two of them, but we do have one uh, if you're watching from north of the North Carolina border in uh, Virginia. And so with that, uh, we'll go over to David Reese. Good to see you. He's in Charlottesville, and it looks like some of this more severe, stronger weather is coming your way, David. Uh, yeah, of course, as you just say that, one of my counties goes under a severe thunderstorm warning. So thank you for that, James. You're welcome. But, uh, <laughs> it was it was yeah, our gift for, to you. Uh, yeah, gift to me, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Buckingham County, which is near Dillwyn, our area is just to the south and east of Lynchburg, near Appomattox County and Buford Counties and points to the south. They've seen upwards of 90 to 120 lightning strikes in the past 15 minutes also. Martinsville and Danville there in Southern Virginia under flash flood warnings. That was me last night. Basically, we were inundated with a ton of rain. Uh, officially at McCormick Observatory, they've had records since the 1880s. We had our fourth wettest day on record with nearly seven inches. Uh, the only ones ahead of us are from Agnes in 1972, eight inches of rain from 1944. And then a tropical depression actually gave us a little over nine inches back in 1987, back in September of 1987. So it was extremely wet. We've had roads that never flood flood last night. So that's was a new thing for me. It's also the second significant flood event I've had to cover personally in the past two months. End of May, we had three people die due to flooding. Fortunately, that was not the case last night. So everybody as far as I know, we're safe and sound from the floods. That's some good news. But like Shay and everybody else has said, like this just moisture pump will continue. I'm actually a little bit concerned of the flood threats around here tomorrow and Friday because of the topography that we have to deal with. Fortunately, tonight, the 850 moisture transport is a little bit faster than it was yesterday and last night. That's a good thing. So we'll just have to see how strong these storms are, especially for areas east of Charlottesville, between Charlottesville and Richmond on I-64. If you're familiar with that, some strong storms heading your way. David, I got a question for you up that way. And, and I know, uh, Chris, you in the Midlands of South Carolina and, and others, even down all the way to the coastal plain, with all this rain, really, you know, the atmospheric river occurring over the Appalachian Mountains, you have a lot of runoff on both sides. How concerned are you about the swelling of rivers flooding over their bases and um, being problematic for your area? Uh, some, but not super concerned, at least not yet. Uh, now, if we see another three to six inches of rain over our area, river flooding will become a significant concern, especially farther downstream areas in central Fulvana County near Lake Monticello, if you're familiar with that area. Also, the Rapidan River just south of 
Culpepper, we had issues back in late May and early June with river flooding. That could very well once again be the case this go around. Fortunately, around here, uh, we've had flooding events that have kind of pushed people back away from the rivers some. So we're not super concerned about houses being inundated with water, but in terms of inconvenience, that's definitely going to go up with some more road closures likely over the next couple of days. And we've got a radar up here on the screen focused in the North Carolina side, but this radar out of Roanoke showing some of that heavy stream of water that is making its way out of North Carolina up to where David is. You know, we have folks who watch the Carolina Weather Group, not only from North and South Carolina, but from across the Southeast. Uh, we had some check-ins on Facebook not too long ago from Pennsylvania. They've seen some flooding. We even have folks who watch our program from the Georgia side of the border, and we want to let those folks know that the National Weather Service in Peachtree City just in the last few minutes here has reissued a tornado warning on a strong thunderstorm that was making its way. Uh, this is in the Atlanta suburbs to the east of Atlanta. It was over Social Circle earlier where they had a tornado warn. It came down. Now we have a tornado warning includes Athens with University of Georgia is also for Clark, Jackson, Madison and Oconee County. So again, this is in Georgia. This is not in the Carolinas, but we do have again this very large rain making weather system that does have this severe component to it. And so if you're watching us from that neck of the woods, uh, we wanted to uh, to let you know. Uh, we want to talk uh, not only about what Chris Jackson saw when he went storm chasing in the Carolinas today, but we also want to talk about rainfall totals. I can tell you that this week and last week, it was timed perfectly. Our trash gets picked up on Tuesdays, which means the trash can is sitting out there empty with the lid open and it fills up and it got measured several more inches of rain here in South Charlotte again. I'm going to just stick a ruler in there and keep it, I think, because that seems to be the pattern. Officially, about half an inch of rain was measured at our Charlotte airport, but certainly local heavier amounts were possible. Shay, what do you have there on your uh, your mapping, your data? What are you, what are you seeing in terms of uh, rainfall totals thus far? Oh, I have not actually, I haven't looked at the total rainfalls for that area. Uh, are you talking about for the Charleston area or for? Sure, whatever you've got for us. Okay, um, real quick, I'm, I am getting some feedback from our uh, audience on Facebook Live that uh, we're not getting any volume. So, that was my uh, fault. I, I, you know what? And I was talking about this before and I just turned it back on. I apologize. You know what it is, is I can consistently hear myself, but I forget to turn it back on, man. I forget to turn it back on for everyone at home, which really throws me off. Jared and I were talking about it. It's a technical thing. You should never hear anything but what's actually going out. So I apologize. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. Facebook Live. Shay, back over to you. All right. No problem at all. Okay. So let's see. I'm going to share screen again. Uh, lots of questions about the Charleston area. I think a lot of folks think that we may have had some record rainfall for July, but the truth is uh, we came in at 16th on the list for the wettest July, uh, not near and not near the top, uh, but here are the numbers here. So we had 10.87 downtown Charleston. Our official location is North Charleston at the weather service station. That is the 8.95 inches. And uh, so that put us at 16th for the month. Few areas. I mean, mo most of us know some of the areas of Charleston get more rain than others, especially along the sea breeze front or even pre sea breeze front in the morning times. Uh, overnight in the morning, the coastal areas have been getting really saturated. And then as the afternoons wear on, the sea breeze line comes in. That's where the difference in rains are coming in, uh, different spots around town. So, they're, like where I'm at in Wando, we could have probably had more than 10.87 inches. I feel pretty, uh, pretty confident in that. But our, um, Total rainfall here is, uh, is shown. You can look this up, the National Weather Service uh, historical climate uh, information. And uh, right here, 8.95, as, uh, as stated earlier. And then this is the one for North Charleston. 
registering at 10.87 inches. Uh, basically, here is the the five wettest month on wettest months on record for July. 1964 holds the record at 18.46 inches. So I can't imagine uh, what that was like at that time. But um, you know, you can see the top five here. Uh, number five is 1985 at 12.06. So a little bit of a stretch to get to that record. And uh, that, that's pretty much it for Charleston. As far as other areas, we'll have to wait and see how the rainfall titles go, especially upstate, midstate. Uh, probably need to bring Chris uh, in. Uh, Chris Jackson from the Midlands of South Carolina and near Columbia and uh, have him kind of go over his, his neck of the woods and what's been going on there. Yeah, absolutely, Shay. Earlier today, we had a, a line of storms that developed uh, basically from the Augusta area all the way up over toward uh, uh, Newberry and then uh, I guess in a nice linear line over to uh, the Rock Hill area. And I'm going to try to share my screen here. Let's Let's see here. There we go. All right. And if you guys can see this, um, looking at radar scope, just looking at radar estimated rainfall totals. And uh, between Whitmire and uh, a little town of Carlisle, uh, radar is estimated, you know, somewhere between two to two and a half inches of rain have fallen in those pink areas with uh, uh, one and three quarter to an inch and a half in the, in the green and blue areas. And you can kind of see where that those, those same areas are training all along uh, that line that developed from Augusta uh, up into Newberry and all the way over to Rock Hill. You know, further south, you know, in the immediate Columbia area, it's been really hit and miss today. Uh, right now, I think we got a few storms trying to move into the Columbia area. Uh, one right over Lexington, Lake Murray, over to Irmo and Chapin right now, and then a uh, another one that's uh, uh, looking pretty weak uh, down closer to uh, Swansea around the uh, Lexington and uh, Orangeburg County lines. But, uh, you know, for, as far as the Midlands of South Carolina has been concerned, it's been a... Uh, it's been a, a really a hit and miss day. Uh, Chris, thank you uh, for that. And I'm just going to go ahead and take a step backwards and, and recap what I was talking about when my mic was off because I know folks uh, couldn't hear me and I do apologize uh, for that. But I was just noting how we have folks who watch our program not only from North Carolina and also South Carolina, but we have folks from all, all around the United States. I, I saw a check-in on Facebook from, I believe it was uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and I know we also have people who watch from Georgia. So we wanted to let anyone know who may be watching from the Georgia side of things that the National Weather Service in Peachtree City has gone ahead and reissued a tornado warning for a strong thunderstorm that is now moving through the uh, Athens area. We'll go ahead and put this up on your screen for you. This was a uh, strong thunderstorm that uh, moved through social circle about an hour ago. At the time, it did have a tornado warning on it. They dropped that warning because it weakened a bit, but now is beginning to strengthen. So you can see we do have a uh, tornado warning. This is in Georgia again. But if you're watching from that side of our, our border here, uh, we do have a, a tornado warning for the next few minutes. This is in Clark County, Oconee County, some of those surrounding areas, also home, of course, to uh, the University of Georgia. So if you're watching our program tonight from that neck of the woods, be sure to check with your local media there uh, as that uh, strong thunderstorm and tornado possibility there continues in the eastern Atlanta suburbs. Uh, and also know we got a lot of questions coming in on Facebook. Thank you so much. Be sure to ask your questions. It's open mic night. So not only are we going to talk about what is on our minds, we want to know what's on your minds as well, too. So you can tweet us at Carolina WX Group on Twitter. If you're watching on Periscope, on YouTube, or on Facebook, feel free to pop those uh, into the comments. Uh, Chris, I think you've got uh, more images up on the screen right now. Is that correct of some of the storms you saw today? Well, we're not getting any. I think we Chris, may have we may have lost but, um, Chris. Well, James, I did. There's a gentleman on Andrew Plyler who wants to know about Lancaster, 
And uh, that's that's up here near Fort Lawn, just north of Great Falls near Elgin. And uh, he's asking about thunderstorms in his area. And right now, nothing directly over Lancaster, but uh, I do suspect that in time, you're going to see these these storms on and off as this moisture pumps up from the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, you're not, you're not going to be immune to this. Most people across all of the southeast are going to see this moisture training across. You can see it here on radar, really streaming in. There's uh, near Athens, there's that tornado warning James was talking about. There's um, uh, lots of moisture. I would expect this kind of activity to continue over the next couple of days until things sort of wind down. And it looks like, James, that we could get uh, maybe a separate loop of high pressure pushed westward over South Carolina and North Carolina, the western parts of the states by Saturday, Sunday, may get some drier air into there. Just a small injection for a couple of days, but then we could go right back to the the wet pattern again uh, into early next week. So uh, maybe, maybe hopefully a little bit of a break. That would be nice. You know, we had a really nice uh, weekend from what I recall here in uh, Charlotte. We made it out to the Matthews Farmer's Market on Saturday. It was fairly pleasant outside. I think we may have gotten some rain later on in the day, either on Saturday or Sunday. But, you know, it seems like such a long time ago with uh, this constant rain coming on through. And you know what? It tricks you, too. You head out in the afternoon to go for a walk or whatever it may be. But you've got to remember, if you hear that thunder, you're close enough to be struck by lightning as these cells uh, work their way on through. So uh, thank you for that question. Uh, how much rain? Will we get here in Union, South Carolina? That question, I think that says uh, Dennis Kirby. So kind of a, a similar question uh, or, or area to Lancaster we were just uh, talking about. And we can try to pinpoint uh, some of those uh, forecasted rainfall totals um, in, in just a moment. Matter of fact, I think what Shay is pulling up right now is a really nice map. Maybe we can blow that up there a little bit, Shay, as we come back over to you to talk a little bit here about the forecasted stores, rainfall totals that uh, it, not only here in, in the southeast, but I mean, man, that, that jets all the way up to the northeast yeah this is the five-day total uh you can see <laughs> plenty of moisture on the way over the five-day total if we go back and look at the uh seven-day total uh not much change i think most is, most of this is going to happen in the next three days so if we do days one through three we'll see a majority of this rainfall uh between now and saturday um, you know this is this is where the, right now this period right now through friday night and into maybe even saturday morning is when we're going to see the majority of this rainfall uh, along the Appalachians. So, um, and you can even see some of the rainfalls spreading along the coastline. I think, I think the amounts along the coast might be a little bit underrated simply because they're not maybe factoring in some of the sea breeze moisture that's going to be associated with some of the just inland locales. Uh, but that's, that's sort of the latest thinking from the, uh, weather prediction center and just quantitative precipitation forecast the next three days here. Back so, to you, James. Thanks, Shay. So just to, to rehash those colors that we were seeing there on the screen, blue is how much and those darker reds and purples. Let me pull this back up again and present to everyone. Um, so yeah, the, the blues here are about, you know, an inch, anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half. As we start to get into the purples, we're getting beyond an inch and a half up towards two and a half inches. Uh, the oranges and reds, you're talking four to five inches here. And uh, some of these spots may get a little bit more than that or a little bit less, but the WPC usually does a pretty good job at, at sort of uh, putting out these products, especially like Hurricane Harvey, they did a fantastic job. So, I mean, these products are fairly trustworthy. I mean, you can expect at least these numbers for a lot of these locations, uh, four to five inches of rain. So, and that's spread over a three day run. Uh, we may get half of that tomorrow. You don't know, uh, until it actually happens. So that there's sort of the thinking there. And, um, yeah, if you live up in those areas, be ready for flooding. That's probably going to happen at uh, several spots.
And you know what strikes me about that map, Shay, is when you compare the forecast map to where they have these flash flood watches out, you can see exactly where they're expecting those higher concentration of rain, because not only is it across western North Carolina and upstate South Carolina, but then you can see it continues up through Virginia all the way up into Pennsylvania, because again, that's where that flash flood concern is. So we'll toggle this back over to Shay's map real fast. You can see that concentration there, western North Carolina, upstate South Carolina. And then when you look to see right now where they uh, they have those flash flood watches out. You can see exactly uh, how that correlates. Um, I also do have um, just an update here on um, the, our, our mapping system. You can see that for the warnings where where things are, are actively happening right now, these uh, green cells up here north of Winston-Salem and the Greensboro metro areas, these are flash flood warnings right now for a couple counties here in North Carolina. Uh, and But other than that, we don't have any severe thunderstorms. We don't have any tornado warnings in North Carolina or South Carolina. The closest we've got right now is that severe thunderstorm warning in uh, David Reese's neck of the woods and that tornado warning in Athens, Georgia that we'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on as we continue to take your questions and comments tonight. Hey, James, I got a question from Dan Andrews. This is a um, tropics question. So I'll go ahead and sort of talk a little bit about tropics uh, real quick. Please, please do. And you know what? You're absolutely right. We needed to circle back around for Shane's tropical update for the week. And this seems like a perfect opportunity for it. Right. So Dan Andrews is asking, um, uh, with, with things kind of being quiet right now uh, and, and ongoing flooding, are we setting up for new Maria style perfect storm? And uh, the answer is we just don't know yet. And, and sea surface temperatures right now are looking at the five day stretch. It's pretty quiet. Um, right now, what we have is cooler than normal sea surface temperatures. This is the anomaly being below normal. And we're about two degrees Celsius below normal in some of these areas of the equatorial Atlantic or the intertropical convergence zone. This is where the uh, monsoonal troughing feeds these systems. And one of the main reasons for this is because of um, uh, Saharan dust. So if you look at the Saharan dust plume coming off of Africa now, uh, this is dust that is suspended at the mid-levels, about 500 millibars or about 18,000 feet roughly, uh, give or take uh, 10,000 feet above and below. And uh, this this sort of reflects sunlight and keeps things cooler over the water. So the water cools as a result of all this dust. And we've seen systematic uh, plumes of this dust coming off of the coast of Africa. This is all generated from overnight jetting that kicks it up uh, as winds increase. Uh, and so right now our ocean heat content or, or what we call tropical cyclone heat potential uh, is very low as a result. So, I mean, there's just not a lot of heat out there to help generate these storms. Um, whoops, let me go back to um, this. This right here, Gozi sector, you can actually see this in real time uh, from just a little bit, a little while ago. You can see the plume or we call this the dusty tongue in the Saharan really coming out over the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and, and it really tells a lot about what's going on here. The, the current sea surface temperatures, and you're talking 24 degrees Celsius just near the Cape Verde Islands, and that's like uh, 75 degree water, and that's not very conducive for uh, healthy tropical development. Even the uh, the warm belt below that is only reaching 80 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's not of much help for these systems that are coming off the coast. There isn't a lot of uh, troughing or, or deep convection to really fire off in tropical waves, but I do want to remind folks that as we get towards the end of the season, I'm sorry, not the end of the season, I'm sorry, as we get towards the peak of the season in September, uh, reminder that we are only here on August 1st. And you can see how, how you know, uh, the trend goes upwards as we head towards September 10th, which is known as the uh, the peak of the hurricane season. So even though it's quiet now, it, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that things won't really ramp up as we go into time. Uh, the 
Hurricane Center, and I'm sorry, North NHC Atlantic Ops did put a tweet out today saying that uh, typically we only see one system in July every other year. And we had two, we had Brett and Chris in July this year, which makes it a slightly above normal. So we're already slightly above normal for the hurricane season this year. Uh, but as far as Dan Andrews question, are we going to see a, a Maria style hurricane? Yes, we could see a major hurricane. I think there's three on the record for prediction uh, for major hurricanes, but just does, just a matter of where and when it happens. Uh, will we get a landfall this year? That might be another question. We don't know yet. It's just really up in the air. We are expecting a, a slightly below uh, average hurricane season at this point. Colorado State University says below average. Uh, National Hurricane Center is keeping theirs. But uh, either way, I think with these cooler sea surface temperatures, we're going to be good for here for a little while, at least for the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, but yeah, we'll wait and see. I think that's a that's a good question to ask, and we have to really keep monitoring the, the tropics and watch for anything that's going to be developing in the near future. And that, Shay, I know you had the slip of the tongue where you said the end of the season, and and I don't mean to point out your slip of the tongue, but I want to just reiterate: it's August the first. Is this summer flying by or what? And I do like your you are here arrow. That is that is fantastic because I know, and maybe it's just the new dad in me who can't keep track of time. This year just seems to be flying by. So <laughs> certainly still have a lot of hurricane season left. So Shay, uh, thank you for uh, for that update. We had another question come in on Facebook uh, asking about weather apps, and I know we all kind of use a variety of different apps on our mobile devices on our phones and elsewhere. Uh, and there was also a question, I believe this is also from Andrew, um, about lightning with some of the storms. So I'm going to kind of answer both these questions at once here, but this is a look at radar scope. I know a lot of us have this on our phones. Some of us have it on the computer. It allows you to pick different radars. In this case, I'm looking at the radar from Greenville Spartanburg back over kind of the South uh, Charlotte area there. And you can see some of the lightning with these storms right now. I got some up in my neck of the woods here in South Charlotte and some down across Chester County at this point too. So yeah, some of these storms do have lightning. Lightning is certainly a top weather killer and something to be mindful of. It is not a requirement for a severe thunderstorm warning. Lightning plays no factor whatsoever into that. That is just hail and damaging winds. So lightning is not going to prompt a warning, which really actually means that if you are in a thunderstorm and it's not warned, don't let your guard down because lightning is still a top killer. And, and so you want to be very mindful of that. The other thing I want to remind everybody, you can go to our website, carolinaweathergroup.com. On the right-hand side, there are several options for how you can support what we do here at the Carolina Weather Group. One of the ways to do that is to purchase the Stormwatch Plus app for your iOS device. If you use the referral code CAROLINA, we get, uh, I think, a, a dollar or two from your purchase there. Uh, this is organized by our fellow panelist, Eric. And uh, what's nice about this radar app is it does have radar. It also has lots of educational resources. Also kind of acts as a NOAA weather radio, so it will alert you if any severe storms roll into your neck of the woods. Open the question back up to the rest of the panel. Any other weather apps or functionality you guys want to share with our viewers tonight? little behind the scenes uh, radar scope that's all i use yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll live by it jared and i were just talking uh and laughing before the show because we were talking about how when i was in athens i did some storm chasing and uh we were saying how did we ever do this before radar scope what did we use jared um a uh, finger in the air uh, a little bit of spit um i i think in looking out I, you know in all seriousness, you know, in the 2000s, you had GR level three with all 16 levels of color that you could get. And, and that would work pretty well. Um, 
you'd have people mounting tough books in their car or getting uh, something like Baron Threatnet or something like that. Um, I, I, you know, I would love to, you know, I think this would be a great show to get like a, just an old time chaser on to talk about how they did it before all of this technology, because I sure couldn't conceive of it. That's a, that's a fact. Um, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could share my phone screen here, but one, um, one weather app that I like very much, um, is the goes R viewer from, uh, the university of Wisconsin. I'm going to point it at my, I'm going to do old school here. We're going to point my phone at the low screen budget, huh? and you can see, yeah, low budget. Hey, we do, we got to do around here at the Carolina weather group. You know, we only get I a mainly just see your light. Plus. I see the I mean, reflection from your studio light. You can see all my lights. So, uh, so you can <laughs> see my lighting, but you can also see uh, the mid-level water vapor from Go 16 there. Uh, lots of different products on here, too. Um, it's full resolution. Um, maybe sometimes a little bit slow to load, but it, it does the job really nicely. You can see the Conus full disk, Mesosector 1, Mesosector 2. There's also all sorts of other um all sorts of other uh, things, including true color, um, which is pretty nice. So that's one that I like if I want to get a get a look at the satellite. Um, this one hasn't been updated in a long time, but it's also something that I like to use on my walk into the office, and it's called Soundings uh, by Weatherwary. I don't even know if this is in the App Store anymore, but uh, it's fantastic because it's exactly what you because it's exactly what it says it is. It's a SKU-T log P of uh, it from the Observe sounding from the airport or from the app or the GFS or the NAM. And um, you can hit the stats button and it'll show you all of the uh, parameters there. So it's pretty nice. It's, it's a nice little thing to look at when you're walking to work in the morning, um, which is, you know, you know, because who doesn't like to diagnose a great uh, vertical profile of the atmosphere going into work? I mean, doesn't everybody do that? Just all the tools and the geek belt. That's pretty much it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great question so uh, keep those coming we'll uh, pull back the curtain on some more things um, what I want to show here actually going back to our forecast tonight is another tool we use uh, weather models uh, this is from the College of DuPage so if you're looking for a tool or just wanting to learn more about the forecast tonight you can actually go to the College of DuPage and Next Generation Weather Lab website and look at weather models this is the HRRR one of our high resolution rapid refresh and you can see this is essentially where we are right now with the rain uh, across uh, western and central uh, North Carolina and the upstate of South Carolina and then as I roll this forward over over the course of the next few hours, you can continue to see what is projected to be where the rain will be. So roughly speaking, you can see we're going to have more rain back over a lot of those same areas as we head through not only the overnight, but into tomorrow as well, too. So uh, if you're watching tonight and just wanting to know a little bit more about the forecast, here it is for you the next few hours here on one of our weather models. You can see there is more rain on the way, which is why that flash flood watch is up through tomorrow. We have a question for Shay Gibson. And uh, it's a technical one, Shay. Yes, I got that. That's from uh, John Mossman. He's uh, explained the dusty tongue in more detail. What I'm talking about, uh, this is a real-time map right here. And this this shows Saharan dust. So this is sand is, that is blown uh, across the deserts. A lot of it's due to nocturnal jetting, very strong winds at nighttime that blow this sand. And so the dust kicks up into the air. Well, it gets suspended in the mid-levels of the atmosphere over the Atlantic Ocean. And, uh, and it drifts across the Atlantic. And uh, so this, this sand 
it is it's very fine grain it's almost metallic in nature and it's um it's a sand but i got david on uh coming through uh but uh anyway so this this sort of metallic dust sits at the mid-levels and it reflects sunlight it also keeps things down below it cooler and drier so we have um it's not not a very conducive place for tropical development tropical cyclones to develop and uh, as, as we get into August, we start to see the intertropical convergence zone lifting northward over the Cape Verde. So we're almost getting into our Cape Verde season right now. But right now, uh, the sea surface temperatures are cooler. The dust is in the atmosphere above it. And uh, things are very, very quiet over there. In fact, the Saharan desert protects us uh, many times. It, it, it keeps a lot of storms from developing. So it actually helps us out. If we look at um, Weather Bell, this is the uh, dust extinction aerosol thickness this is basically tracking that dust this product right here and as we see in time it sort of goes what it does is it travels across the atlantic it traverses the atlantic ocean and then you have some fallout over some of the caribbean islands and even parts of texas at times so um you know it's it's one of those things we it's, it's just a known thing that's been happening for i don't know millions of years and and now we have better technology to be able to track this air mass that's leaving the african coast and uh, we, we're learning more and more about it. We're learning how it correlates with the tropical convergence zone and uh, how, it, how it affects cyclone or cyclogenesis, what we call uh, tropical cyclone development, and how it either helps or it diffuses storms. So there, there's a lot of studies going on with this right now, but this is just sort of an idea of uh, what, what that is and how it affects tropical uh, cyclogenesis. So it's... Um, you know, one of those things, it's really, really neat that we have the technology to be able to track it. And uh, we continue to watch it all the way through the hurricane season. I remember I did a three month observation study on it one time. That was that was lengthy blog, but uh, it was uh, fascinating to watch. I wanted to just see how it, how long it would last before it dissipated. And so we sent as the intertropical convergence and lifts to the north during the Cape Verde season, that dust tends to wane off or it actually goes up to the north of that area. And uh, that's what keeps gets that train of, of tropical waves coming off the African coast and things will start to increase as we get towards the end of the month. So we'll see. Uh, thank you very much for that, Shay. It is 8.55. If you're just tuning in, this is Open Mic Night here in the Carolina Weather Group. We're coming up to 9 o'clock. Uh, don't forget, you still have time to get in your questions. Weather, science, technology for the uh, southeast here. We're, we're covering them here for the next uh, few minutes or so. So you can comment on our Facebook Live, on our Periscope, um, on our YouTube channel, and uh, we'll be asking some of those coming up. Matter of fact, Linda just asked a question about how much rain they've had in the Mount Pleasant and Charleston area, and we actually touched upon that at the beginning of the show. Uh, so I would just let you know that uh, when we're done here tonight, feel free to give it a rewind, either here or on the podcast version. And uh, we actually had uh, Shay and Jared talking about that. Uh, I know we're going to go to uh, Jared in just a moment to uh, talk a little bit more about an upcoming event he has, but I want to give um, an opportunity just to do a quick check-in uh, on what uh, some of the conditions are right now as we come up in the 9 o'clock hour. So uh, these are the warnings that we have active right now. We do have some flash flood warnings in effect for some of those counties there, a handful of counties uh, north of the Greensboro, Winston-Salem, kind of the I-77 corridor there in North northern North Carolina as you make your way into Virginia. And if you are watching us uh, kind of from the Georgia side of things, and I know Chris Jackson is going to be keeping a close eye on these because we're starting to see uh, a little bit more activity from the Georgia side and things are going to be rolling up out of Georgia, uh, presumably into South Carolina here in the next little bit. So not only do we have two 
Severe thunderstorm warnings right now still on the Georgia side of things, but we do have that tornado warning that continues for Athens, Georgia. So that's Clark, Jackson, Madison, and Oconee until 9.15, another 20 minutes or so with a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado. It was located over Beauregard, uh, near moving towards uh, Watkinsville, moving northeast at 20 miles an hour. So again, that is a tornado warning uh, for Georgia, uh, those counties we just mentioned there, and uh, not only will it encompass areas like 316, University Georgia, but uh, if this continues uh, and gets reissued, uh, we'll uh, continue to see how much of Georgia it marches on through uh, as it makes its way closer and closer to uh, Hartwell, uh, Lake Hartwell there. Uh, Chris Jackson, are you watching these two cells? Because I know they kind of come into your little coverage area. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting there watching it uh, pretty closely. You know, that that's the same that's the same general area where the storms have been strongest today. I guess if it was to draw a line, you know, basically between the upstate and the Midlands of South Carolina, uh, there, it's just a boundary set up with that moisture plume over the upstate that's just, you know, just allowing these storms to continue to uh, to head just, you know, due northeast and train over the top of one another. And uh, you know, that's been the, I guess, the MO all day, and it looks like it's going to continue well on, into uh, to, tonight. Yeah, when we looked at that HRR a few minutes ago, it does seem like that's the case. It's going to continue to just march you know, to the north with a slight easterly track. And so I know it's going to move from Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, Virginia. And we haven't talked to David Reese in a few minutes. And I know he's got some activity in his neck of the woods. David, how are things looking there in Virginia? Let's go ahead and unmute myself. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, some rain developing outside the station once again after picking up about seven inches of rain just last night alone. The rain is falling in downtown Charlottesville once again. We're also looking at some severe weather heading through Buckingham County near Appomattox where the Civil War ended. We also have it rolling up US-15 if you're familiar with that road between Farmville and Zion Crossroads, another word where it intersects with Interstate 64. That Heavy rain extends all the way back down through Danville and Martinsville, where they have flash flood warnings in effect. I've seen some images uh, of some flooding in and around Danville, so definitely be careful on the roads. As I told people last night, stay off the roads at dark, after dark, if it's flooding, because you're not going to be able to see it. Also, don't move the signs if authorities have closed the roads. We had a reporter doing a live shot last night. And evidently, an older lady got out of her car to move the sign out of the way so she could go around it. And then we saw her do it on live TV. That frustrated me to no end, especially since we had three deaths. But as far as things go right now, uh, let's see if I can bring up a lightning counter. Because that storm over Appomattox is producing a tremendous amount of lightning. Uh, let's see do a better box here just within the past 15 minutes as storm severe storm in virginia has over 200 lightning strikes just in the past 15 minutes that means it's still strengthening that means it is still continuing to the north that means areas in fluvanna and louisa counties if you're familiar with that area in virginia definitely need to be on the watch out for that locally heavy rain some areas i've seen have already picked up over three inches of rain tonight so more flooding is unfortunately heading for central Virginia. And as we've been saying for the Carolinas throughout the past hour or so, 45 minutes to an hour, what you're seeing in North Carolina, South Carolina is heading to the north to northeast. And where is central Virginia? North to northeast. So all of this originated in North Carolina. It doesn't stop at the Virginia-North Carolina state line. It continues north 
And so we'll be dealing with that probably within the next uh, hour or so for downtown Charlottesville. So I'm about to get really busy again. <laughs> well, David, we're happy. are you Go using ahead. The, uh, the global lightning mapper yet and in integrating into your uh, system to find out how many lightning strikes or an idea of how many? Because I know I've been seeing some tweets lately with that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they WSI has finally gotten around to the global lightning mapping stuff, GLM. Um, so they have a little query tool so I can make a box to give you an idea of how many uh, cloud to ground lightning strikes there have been. I'm not sure if it imports the cloud to cloud lightning strikes in uh, our system quite yet, but it's, it's definitely a fantastic tool to have because I know that uh, lightning is one of the good indicators of ongoing thunderstorms, ongoing severe storms, strengthening storms. So it's fantastic to finally have that tool at our disposal. Very and, cool. I think Chris has something. Oh, sorry, James, go right ahead. No, I was just going to show an actual visual. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, you know, what I had saved as my tweet of the week for a little bit later was actually that uh, global mapping tool there from Go16, which actually was used in a storm report earlier today uh, in Jenkins County. They were able to go back. They had some damage there at the uh, sheriff's office, if I'm not mistaken. And so mm -hmm. while there are a number of ways to kind of collaborate those reports, I thought it was very interesting, Shay, that they were going to the new GLM and uh, finding out the exact time of that lightning strike. Yeah, I can see that being really good for forensic studies. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Jackson, I, hate, I do believe has. Oh, go ahead. I hate to be the the pedantic one here, but it is geostationary lightning mapper. Um, just, oh, what did I say? It, it, we're global. all saying global. I do it too. I do it all the time. I, I have to yeah, myself. I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah I have correct. to correct i have to pinch myself every time but it's geostationary lightning mapper uh i'm not going to add nws charleston sc with that i might get body slammed so uh anyway um sorry james no no you're good thank you for pointing that out you know hey, we have hey, a whole show on that we're so ones, we're not the only ones doing it so <laughs> exactly it is easy to say that if you want to learn more about that just check out our archives on youtube or on uh, any of your favorite uh, platforms where we listen to caroline weather group because we have a whole show in that we even have a whole show on radar scope the app we were talking about a little bit earlier let's go back over to chris jackson in columbia i think he's got more chris hey, you want to mute my friend he may still there we be go. there oh, he goes all right, so I just got this uh, message sent to me on Facebook. To, uh, for one of my friends that lives up near Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, I don't know you know, how far north that is in Pennsylvania, but uh, it looks like they got some uh, swift water rescues going on from flash flooding in that part of the world. And uh, their fire department actually posted some pictures about 30 minutes ago, and you can see some cars that, you know, a gas station and uh, vehicles that are uh, at least halfway underwater in certain spots. And, uh, you know, in their post, they do say they had, they had victims that they, are, they, they pulled from the water. So it's extremely important, I guess, to uh, reiterate the point, you know, turn around, don't drown. <clears throat> if you encounter yep. a flooded roadway, just turn around. You know, I know there are all sorts of ways that you can end up in a waterlogged vehicle. And I just feel like we're always saying, turn around, don't drown. And then there are more pictures. And, I, and I'm not faulting anybody. I know stuff happens sometimes. But the example we just heard from David Reese really goes to show that there is a percentage of the population out there that's just not getting the message it's just frustrating it's 
frustrating. You know, it was interesting. You know, it was interesting. I uh, I, I was uh, kind of watching a Twitter conversation the other day where where the discussion was for nuisance flooding, like you know, like you know, sea level rise, you know, just minor coastal flooding, saltwater flooding. Maybe turnaround don't drown is a little excessive. Maybe it's a little melodramatic. It's like, okay, there there's three inches of saltwater in the ground, and you probably don't want to run through that with your car um, because you know saltwater rusts things. But is it really drowning? So it's 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 interesting that, and and I would hope that the turnaround don't drown message is not being overused. You know, okay. you always have to worry about overwarning. And I thought that was an interesting point because it's like, so I like to say turnaround don't drown your engine, right? Because, you know, if you put a financial penalty on it, sometimes that actually hits home more than the life penalty, right? So, yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely agree with that, especially for coastal areas. I mean, heck, I almost had my car flooded out because I got stuck on the beach on a thunder in the middle of a thunderstorm. And all of a sudden, like the water was all of up to the bottom of my hubcaps. And I was just sitting there at a light. I mean, it just happens. But. Uh, once you get into more mountainous terrain, uh, it definitely becomes a little bit more life threatening mm-hmm. in more of an urgency sense. Because, uh, for instance, back on May 31st, when we had a, a foot of rainfall just west of the city of Charlottesville by about uh, six, seven miles, we had two older people in a car and they were washed away. And that's one of those instances where it's like, hey, turn around, don't drown. Mm-hmm. And they found his body about a mile downstream. They found her body two miles downstream. They found the car three days after they found their bodies. So oh. uh, it, I, I, think they're, I think you're right that we need to kind of like push back a little bit on using that term too much, especially for coastal areas, because, I mean, coastal areas, the water's not rushing. Whereas in more mountainous terrain and yeah. more terrain-based flooding, that's definitely a little bit more life urgency. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, just real quick for anybody who is watching this, uh, the power went out of James's house. Uh, I think somebody breathed wrong. So um, we're going to tell everybody in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching <laughs> on the... If, if you're watching on the YouTube stream, the, the raw YouTube stream from Hangouts on Air, we're fine. Everything is good. But if you're watching on Facebook Live, on Instagram, or not Instagram, on Periscope, or any of those other places where we send it to, we just blow it out. Well, you're not watching us. And so really, it's kind of like I just sent an email that the internet is down. But it is what it is. So... Um, <laughs> So we'll, we'll be right back on those channels. Um, so, Chris, I would say you, you've got some more pictures, but I would say in order to in order for people to see them, let's let's not show your pictures and then and, and then nobody get to see them. So yeah, I was um, in the middle of typing in. I saw James had left the chat. I was like, oops. <laughs> yeah. So James. Yeah. So James will be back in a minute. He's producing the show tonight. He's producing it out of uh, you know his home in Charlotte, where the power is out. Um, apparently, uh, apparently it rained a, a trace. Um, it, it talked about it earlier on the show on the program, and uh, so so it goes. So he's come back. He'll be back in a few minutes. We'll have all the streams back up and running. Um, well, in the meantime, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the meantime, we can uh, have Peter talk about some of his weather up north. We haven't heard very much from you this show, Pete. You're you're kind of 
below us. I mean, sorry, you're above us. We're, we're having all the action down here, but tell us what's been going on out there. Well, uh, like we mentioned, it's been raining and raining and raining. And uh, actually, bringing up Pennsylvania, uh, I guess you guys saw that. In uh, Hershey, PA, there was a pretty big amount of flooding that actually closed down Hershey Park for a couple days. Uh, let me go see if I can find those pictures real fast because I know they were circulating all over social media. But um, yeah, it actually closed down the amusement park for a couple of days, which doesn't happen that often. Um, but it happened. And I'm sure they just love that in the middle of the summer. But it, it yeah. So uh, the most of the rides turned into water rides, um, as you'll see in a second. Uh, <laughs> let me pop this up. If it wants to work. All right, here we go. So, yeah, this is what it looked like. Uh, if I can make this a little bit bigger, let's see if it'll do it. Maybe yes, maybe no. All right, let's see. Well, this is a video. We don't want that, but it's a drone footage from somebody. So, oh, there we go. All right, well, that works. So, yeah, you can see there's a lot of flooding down there, a lot of muddy-looking, dirty water all over the park. So uh, it's kind of weird to see an amusement park just empty and deserted in the middle of the summer. But yeah, so uh, that was that happened in Pennsylvania. They're still getting a lot of rain uh, over there right now. Actually, they're right over Hershey. They're getting heavy rain, and uh, that's going to happen the next couple of days. So hopefully, they don't shut down again because uh, losing money there not good. So we'll see. But yeah, that's kind of what's been going on here. Um, just hoping the rain gets out of here. We haven't had any severe weather though, so that's a good thing. But uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of good. They could supplement the park there with uh, some raft, you know, like a river rafting. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would say call it the Hershey Bar, the Hershey Park melted chocolate experience. But that probably wouldn't go over too well when <laughs> yeah, yeah. people try to drink the water. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like chocolate. It, you nailed it. We could have brown, brown river rafting. That's it. Oh yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> I'm yep. gonna do one more thing, Shay. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with one more thing here, a little bit of promo for something I've been working on uh, with uh, uh, my friends at the South Carolina Sea Grant Consortium and College of Charleston. Um, this is uh, an event we've got coming up on the 24th to the 26th. It's the Chucktown Floods Hack. So any of you uh, Carolina Weather Group watchers on YouTube only, because we never got our streams back anywhere else. But of course, we'll keep this in the rest of the thing. Um, but all, all, all you hackers uh, and designers, uh, form up teams, get in on this. This is a great opportunity uh, to um, create tools and ideas for uh, improving resiliency uh, from flooding uh, along the coast. You know, we've had a lot of flooding conversations lately. Um, it's a big problem. You know, we've, we've had several incidents over the last few weeks just alone. Uh, this is kind of prime flood season. Uh, for Charleston. And so and so the South Carolina Consortium, the Charleston Resilient Network, we're putting this on. Um, should be a really great event, hosting it at Boomtown. That's my day job. Um, it looks like we've got our stream back. But um, if you go to uh, sccgrant.org slash hack, you can learn all about it. Um, hope to see a lot of you out there. It uh, should be a good time. Um, bring your ideas. I mean, we're looking forward to seeing uh, what folks have to offer. So again, that's a uh, going from uh, the Friday the 24th at 5 o'clock to Sunday the 26th at 5 o'clock. So I don't think I'm going to be sleeping very much. Um, I'll, be, I'll be hanging around and uh, uh, maybe helping out uh, on some things. So uh, it'll be a great event. I'm really looking forward to seeing what people come up with, uh, and it should be very cool.
So, and now we've got Peter. He's got the schedule for the next few weeks. Yes, sir. All right, let's get this up. And there we go. All right. So uh, this was show number 242, not... 80,000, whatever James said at the beginning. Uh, so uh, next week, we are going to have Matthew Marchetti on managing spontaneous volunteers and flood events. And then uh, the week after that, we're going to be talking ratios, MCS, MCV systems, going to be another good show. And then Surfline, My Coast, Hurricanes. We got some good shows coming up. That's all that matters. And uh, September 12th is still open. So if anyone has any potential show topics that we could talk about please send it our way and we'll try to get it in there and of course uh part of october and then all of november and december are open so we can't get somebody right now we can get them maybe by the end of the year okay very cool i was gonna try to get uh maybe try to get dr shepherd to fill in on september the 12th if he is available so uh, we can have him on. Uh, we like to have him on at least once a year to talk about it. anything big topics. This one flooding. So he's uh, he's really plugged into flood events and, and uh, what they mean for the United States and the, the residents here and the population. So uh, hopefully we'll have that slot filled in, Pete. Yep. Tweets. And James has uh, dropped off again. So uh, some more. Technical difficulties. Uh, I see. I see. I see James. He's he's there, and and we're streaming. So it may be he might be on four G, but we're but we're streaming. So so just in time to uh, Chris. Let's look at your picture, man. Let, you, 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 you did some. Yeah, let's pop him up. You did some good chasing today. All right. Let's see here. All righty. Here we go. Can everybody see? Ooh. There we go. We're good. Awesome. All right. So this is what I rolled up on the, the, once I got down to Barnwell around, uh, gosh, uh, what time did I take this picture? Uh, let's see here. Uh, right at 6 p.m. tonight. So it was pretty late getting down there, but uh, I got greeted with this this nice, big, beautiful thunderstorm as it was uh, becoming really outflow dominant. Um, on the left side of the storm here, you can see how it's got that that bow shape to it. That's from you know, the RFD searching out the backside of the thunderstorm. And so it, it often bows out like that, and you get this nice shelf cloud and stuff. And then all, all your rain and stuff's going to be to the right side of the storm. But uh, really nice looking storm. South Carolina wasn't expecting that. And uh, sit there and watch it come over the Barnwell Regional Airport. And uh, and you can see this little thing right here. A lot of people would think that's a you know a funnel cloud or something like that. And it's actually not. It's, this is just harmless scud. And this is just rising air going into the uh, updraft basin of the thunderstorm that you can see all right here, kind of where I'm circling with my mouse. <clears throat> and uh, just uh, scroll through a couple more here that I've gone through really quickly and another shot of it. And you know, to, to the average person, you know, driving down the road, they look out the window, they see that. I, I could understand where they might think that would be a funnel cloud or, you know, something really, really ominous is about to happen. But, you know, at this point in time, it was, it was, it was harmless. It was just something really nice to take pictures of. I think it's great when people report those, uh, by the way, just because uh, you, you, sometimes you never know. I mean, it, they look uh, they look similar. You know, they're very similar in their appearance, especially from a distance, you know. And I, so it's I, it totally. It, it, it takes a set of eyes, you know, sometimes to just sit there and watch it to see if it is rotating, to see, you know, to see what is actually going on there. You know, sometimes a, a snapshot picture isn't the best way to describe something. 
Uh, you know, that, that can be as fluid as, you know, uh, But uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun little chase going down there. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I guess we could go ahead and do uh, Tweets of the Week. Anybody got a Tweets of the Week up? Yeah, I got mine. I'll start this off if you guys want me to. Go All for right. it. Let's see here. Screen share. Let's share the screen one more time. All right, mine comes from NWS Cleveland last week. It's something really cool I've actually really never heard much of. A meteor tsunami occurred on Lake Erie with strong winds from thunderstorms. Uh, basically what happened, they got a, uh, a line of strong thunderstorms that moved across Lake Erie. And uh, you can see the outflow boundary that they've uh, aired out here where they uh, had 62 mile an hour winds. And with the relatively uh, shallow water that's in Lake Erie, it actually caused a uh, water, water level rise that created a meteor tsunami. And you can see a picture of it to the right over here. Uh, water spilling over the break, water spilling over breakwater at the uh, Fair, Fairport Harbor Lighthouse. Uh, I thought that was really cool and worth sharing. That is really cool. <clears throat> yeah, meteor tsunamis are fairly common up in the Great Lakes, but it's really neat mm -hmm. to see the with the effects. Really, really cool. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I think we got Jared up next. Yeah, this is a this is a great LSR. This is one of the best LSRs I've ever read. Um, emergency manager reported a flash flood, which was causing snakes to enter apartments along Robert Street. So, um, so there you go. I mean, if that doesn't make you cringe, or uh, unless you like reptiles and then it gets excited, you like snakes. It's like woo, -hoo! you know. Maybe it's a snake party. I don't know, but uh, yeah, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. This is probably a pretty common problem. It just doesn't usually make the LSR. Snakes uh, on a coastal plain. <laughs> ah. Oh! oh. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> had to say it. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to take you, you. If you had a microphone to drop, you should do that. <laughs> Let's see, Dave. Dave's up here. I'll go ahead and do mine real quick. Um, okay, this one came in from Trevor Gibbs and uh, anti-crepuscular rays. Well, you know what in the heck are those? I'm sure a lot of people ask. And uh, what this is is an optical illusion. What it, it what you have is if you've ever seen the sun behind clouds showing these giant sunbeams that kind of go out, uh, those are called crepuscular rays by definition. And um, if you have uh, certain time of the year, and my theory is that during certain time of the year, we send, we tend to see these in August quite a bit here in Charleston. And if you have a nice clear sky overhead all the way to the eastern horizon, a lot of days you can see this in the morning and in the evening when you have the sun rising in the east from clouding offshore of the Gulf Stream, you get this shadow effect across the sky. It looks like the beams are all going to a point, but they're really not. They're just stretching across the sky. Same effect if you look down a railroad track and you see that the... Uh, the rails sort of come to a point in the distance. This is the same phenomena that occurs where you have the beams stretching across the sky. And that what it is is just shadow, shadow off the clouds to the to the west. And in this case, this was a sunset time, 8.29 p.m., where it looks like there's a sun rising in the east. So this is actually pointing to the east in the cloud tops. It's just a reflection of light from the clouds and the sun to the west. So, uh, yeah, very um, interesting sort of feature that we see in, in August here in other parts of the state. But I think the um, residual clouding left over from sea breezing in the evening 
creates that shadowing effect behind where the sun dips behind them. And then you get these uh, shadows stretching across the sky. So pretty neat. Uh, good one from Trevor Gibbs and uh, Posting Courier actually did a write up on that today. Uh, Bo Peterson. I'll give a shout out to him about the uh, the article and uh, he did pretty good. It's a real sciencey topic. So uh, <laughs> you'll probably just see crepuscular rays in the article, which is fine. And crepuscular rays are just a, 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 basically a um, yep. Yeah, Jared, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but uh, they're, they're, ha they're happening. Yeah, not yet. No, I, where, where I am, it's uh, sometimes hard to see them, but I, I look forward to seeing them. Uh, always a fun sight. We're waiting on either you or, yeah, Pete, did you have one? No, well, he already I mean, if you want to see it, you can. I mean, I'm not holding anybody up here. <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Why not? All right. So <laughs> you, you can stay here for another minute. Uh, so... After all this rain talk we've had, we need to brighten this up a little bit. So here's a great shot from New York last night. Uh, always Inga Sarda Sorensen on Twitter has the best sunset shots. So if you don't follow her, you need to because you get pictures like this like every single night of the week. It's great. So, uh, yeah, if you need a little brightening up on your Twitter page, just follow her. It's, it's great. So there you go. I'm, I'm watching Chris in the corner here, and I'm absolutely dying. Is he still stuck on the snakes? No. no. <laughs> What's going on, Chris? Oh, nothing. We we just had this really long little thing on Twitter a couple weeks ago about some of the sun, the sunset pictures that she had posted a while back. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've seen some interesting uh, conversations going on in Chris's neck of the woods for sure. You guys keep it real up there in the mid-state, I'll tell you what. Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, nothing bad, I promise. <laughs> I know I like your I like your troll uh posts to people that uh you get you get that in, I, in I, social media. You just get these these uh leechers that sort of they, they hook into you and they just they stick their spurs in and ride it out. I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're just they're just you know trying to I don't know where they're coming from, what they're doing, but they, I, <laughs> those are it, funny. It, it's so funny when I get those trolls, and it's like, man, it's, it's it, at one point it was like half a dozen a week, uh, but uh, I guess Zuckerberg or whatever has done something. To, I don't get as many of them anymore, thankfully. I like the ones that PM me. I, I got one of those this week. It's a PM. You have to read this, and it's something just <laughs> absurd. Like you're like, what? Yeah, man. That's how it is. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, I'm just going to let all our, yep, I'm going to let our Georgia viewers know they've reissued that tornado warning there. Now for Madison County, moving its way out of Clark County, Athens. Uh, you know, we have a little bit of a distance here. We'll see what the storm does as it moves, uh, continuing through northeast Georgia, because just to the top right of your screen there is Anderson County, South Carolina. So as this cell continues to move to the north and east, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll be back on the area of the situation warrants. But as of right now, we don't have any severe storms in the Carolinas. We just have a few uh, flash flood warnings there along that uh, North Carolina border with Virginia, kind of north of Winston-Salem and Greensboro, including the Danville uh, metropolitan area. And then, of course, we do have a flash flood watch that continues for western North Carolina, upstate South Carolina, extending as far south as Columbia. That goes through tomorrow, so stay with the Carolina Weather Group. We'll continue to monitor this flood threat and bring you updates as the situation warrants. Otherwise, gentlemen, I think, I think that does it for this regular scheduled show. Cool. cool. Thanks uh, for joining us uh, here on the Carolina Weather Group. We'll see you back here next week or sooner, as always, if the situation warrants. But until then, have a great night.